Good afternoon, everybody. You might have recognized that song. My name is Ari Mack. Today is the day of the passing of the wind. Rush Limbaugh has passed away today. 70. And this is one of the songs that... This is the theme song that he played before his show. So this is so that's the uh song goes on to the year. Rush was 70 years old. He's been on the year since 1991. It was he was fighting um cancer. We'll speak about Rush and then a lot on this show today. Um how he was a uh amazing man. Amazing man. Um and how Trump was was uh good friends with him. He was neighbors with Rush all this time. All this time. Because um Marlago was actually down the block from Rush Limba's house and Trump loved Rush. And we may play we may continue to play that song that Rush uh, used to play. Many people actually played it, um, including Rudy Giuliani. Um, Sean Hannity played it today. Um, Curtis Lewa. I'll play it for you, the full song, in, mem in, his, in honor of his memory. So coming up is on uh, our news and... Uh, Memory Lane of uh, Rush Limbaugh. This is Living Journey Podcast with your host, Ari Mac. But here's a word from our sponsor. Alright, welcome to uh, the podcast. We're going to speak about um, Rush Limbaugh. The greatest man in the world. A great man that passed away. Um, yeah. We lost a great man. In radio broadcasting. History. And we know... Trump um, was good friends with him. Um, Trump was actually neighbors with Rush Limbaugh. And many people, I grew up, now listen to this, I grew up um, as a kid listening to Rush uh, in the car while my parents um, would be... be uh, Either going to work, uh, going to some client, or even or even coming home. I remember hearing Rush Limbaugh 
on the radio. I'm a young guy. And I remember that. Rush Limbaugh, the, there's no one like Rush Limbaugh because his one attitude that would say he, he would yell, his yelling voice would be like, you never would hear it. And it's great. It's great. Seriously. It's great. And no one would ne no one would ever replace Rush. President Trump actually spoke to Newsmax yesterday. Um and also uh Alright, we're going to get to some videos, uh, including his song, actually, we, which we played. Um, before. Where is that? I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Cast. Greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. I am Rush Limbaugh, the big voice on the right. Back at it for Friday. Let's hit it. One. That's the greatest man. No one can replace. No one can replace this man ever. Including this song that you can never, that you're going to always remember listening in the car before the show. Even during breaks. I remember hearing this song. And it was the Rush Lumba. Man himself. Every day he fought. Even the times he was sick. I remember hearing him while he was sick. Donald Trump actually said, every, Donald Trump spoke to him when he was sick. He said, I spoke to him every day and made sure to call him and actually ask him, how you doing, Rush? How you doing? Every, are you okay? Donald Trump actually spoke to Sean Hannity and um, Greg Kelly yesterday about Rush. Um, we're going to, um, we're going to actually uh, play those clips for you, but the man himself is actually going to be really missed by millions and millions of Americans who actually love radio and actually loves listening to actual stuff and actually loves, you know, Including um, radio broadcasters. Rush actually um, helped Sean Hannity. And, um, and actually uh, started Sean Hannity's uh, broadcasting. In 1988, Rush has started his, his radio business. 
And since then, Rush would be on the radio for three hours straight. Imagine that. Three hours straight, talking on the radio um, with some sponsors, talking about the sponsors nonstop. Imagine that. Listen, if I had to do um a three hour radio broadcast, I would, I would um, I don't know how I would do it. But we do, but I do a uh, at least an hour and a half or even an hour broadcast um for you guys. But a three hour broadcast all about politics, um, going ranting about um different um Democrats. For three hours straight, that's a great amount of time to rant about the Democrats. It's great. It's great. You have um, callers um, who call in and actually speak to Rush. Listen, um, whoever was a caller um, to on Rush Limba's show, you're the lucky one. You're a lucky person um, because now you have that. You you could either you can find it on YouTube uh, um, of yourself speaking to Rush and actually record it um, and actually record it and have it forever for the, for memories of in memory of Rush. That's going to be, that would be a great moment for yourself and showing, um, um, showing your grandchildren or even, um, kids itself. We're never going to have a person like Rush. Broadcasting has changed. Is going to change. For a long time. Broadcasting has changed. Conservative um, views are going to change. But Rush has changed the views of every single person. He, he sat three hours straight talking about politics. Serious politics that would bother him. That would speak about um, even the NFL um, run... Um, the NFL person, the guy who s did not um, stand for the flag, he spoke about it. He would speak about anything. Anything. He had callers um, who were Democrats. He had callers who were who hated him. He had callers who loved him. Anybody would call him. I remember him yelling. I remember him um, saying one time, "His uh, this was a show, a show about um, Nancy Pelosi." He was saying, um, "He was saying back when Nancy Pelosi, this was I think was 2018, um, the right after the the uh, the address." When he got honored, um, 
after President Trump gave him the award, Medal of Honor. Um, and he said, he said he was honored, he was surprised, but he saw the, he saw the speech being ripped by, uh, Pelosi, and he said, how ridiculous is this person? I'm gonna rip my, my speech on tonight. I'm gonna rip every single thing that I have for tonight on, on, uh, for my speeches. If anyone gives me my, if anyone gives me a speech, um, for another person, how ridiculous is that? He was a man that was funny and a great man for conservative views. Coming up, we're going to play um, Trump's uh, viewpoints of Rush. And we'll speak, more, we'll speak a lot about him today on our show. So coming up, our podcast will, um, is about um, Trump from Newsmax. And then we're going to play uh, Sean Hannity's interview with Trump. It was, I actually watched um, Sean Hattie speaking. He actually asked the question about 24. But he said he's not going to get into it. Because he mainly wanted to focus on Rush. And I liked it. I actually liked that. He mainly wanted to focus on Rush. You got you to gotta focus on the man. You got to focus on it. But it political... Um, you gotta, you gotta, um, set aside politics for a man who passed away, um, talk about him and what he did for the world, and then you could, um, talk about politics maybe a different day, but, yeah. I think, um, also, uh, by the way, I think, uh, Newsmax did well, but maybe... Um, Greg Kelly is also good, but I didn't watch the full thing. We're going to show, we're going to, um, play it for you today. So maybe it's going to be my first time watching it. So yeah, we'll, we'll let you, we'll let everybody, uh, listen to the, uh, we'll let everybody listen to the, uh, whole thing. All right, here we go. All right. So here's, um, Rush Limbaugh's uh, tribute with Donald Trump um, for Sean Hannity. We're going to play the the Sean Hannity one. And then apparently, unfortunately, YouTube censored uh, Greg Kelly's um, interview with President Trump today, the day after, um, um, the day after the speech, apparently, so, I, Newsmax still have it on their website, so, just letting everybody know that it's still on the website, so here's, uh, Trump speaking to Sean Hannity last night. came from you. 
true, true original. Joining us now on the phone is President Donald Trump. Mr. President, I know that the honor of his life came from you and what that Medal of Freedom meant to him. I know the behind-the-scenes story. I know, I, I know who made the first call to me anyway was Matt Drudge and, and Jared Kushner. And, um, and I know you made your decision in, with Melania there in about five seconds, and you said that's a great idea. Well, it was an idea that we had that a lot of people suggested to me, frankly, a lot of great uh, people of our country, largely Republicans. It was an amazing night because the Republicans went wild and the Democrats sat there, but they all respected Rush. And I think it was, you know, one of the great honors of his life, Presidential Medal of Freedom. It's a big deal. And he uh, he was very honored by it. And he was a great gentleman. Just like Mark said, I, I listened to Mark and, you know, Mark is so terrific. But, you know, he said he's special. And Rush was really special. He was a very special guy. You said irreplaceable, and it's true. He's irreplaceable. You know, I, I remember discussions that we would have. I, I'd often ask you, I, if you come on my radio show or on 600 stations, and you would always ask me about, well, the, why are radio numbers so massive? You know, Rush had right. 21 million-plus listeners, and you would always ask me about Rush. And... And I'd explain it to you, and you didn't, you never, for, for a while, I don't think you've comprehended, and I knew you knew radio, because you used to go on Howard Stern, you would come on my radio show years and years ago, and, um, but you were surprised that there wasn't this competitive thing going on, and I, I, I kept telling you, there's no competition, there's nobody in his league. Well, that's right, you did say that, and uh, radio's big stuff, and he made it that way, he... He was the uh, he was the king, and by the way, congratulations because I looked at some numbers. You do real well on radio, but you would be the first one to say, and you know, he was there first, and he was a brilliant guy, uh, just a totally brilliant guy, and he could do things that a lot of people couldn't do. He could just talk for three hours, no phone calls, no anything, just talk, and everybody found it spellbinding. So it was uh, it was an honor to know him. I, I got to know him uh, right after coming down the escalator with Melania. Uh, he was he was there right from the beginning. Like you, you, you know, you were so great, and Rush was so great, and it was uh, it was something very special, very it's, very terrific man. You know, there's this side of you that I know a lot of Americans don't know. And I know many people this story holds true for, and I know in the case of Rush. And when Rush had his diagnosis a little over a year ago, uh, I knew you were calling him regularly, minimum of once a month, often much more than that. And you would always be checking in with him. How are you feeling? How are the treatments? How's everything going? And I'm, I know you talk to him a lot. What were those conversations like? Well, it was interesting because I didn't know Rush at all, as you know. I didn't know him at all until I had gotten word that from somebody that Rush was with us all the way. He was, you know, we have this guy who was so big on radio. I, I knew a lot about Rush, but I didn't know him. And he was with me all the way, and it was uh, sort of incredible. I got to know him after that, and uh, he was much different, actually. You know, when you were, he was a very, very... Um, uh, 
I wouldn't say not outgoing, but he was very, very warm. He was just a very warm person. And, and you know, when people got to know him, I loved playing golf with Rush. And I, was a, I used to call him the bull because he was actually a very strong guy, physically very strong guy. And he hit the ball a long way. When he hit it, it went a long way. And uh, But you got to know him, and, and, he, and he loved this country, and he loved his wife. Uh, because Catherine did, she was, she was fantastic, you know, the job. She had a, this last uh, period of time, which you know better than almost anybody, this last period of time was rough, very rough for him. Very, very rough for him. So he really, he really adored her. You know, it, it's interesting, on, on Russia's show today, and I was listening um, before I began my radio program, and they played a segment of Rush, and in that segment he said, if you took tapes of him when he started in 1988 in syndication, again, nobody thought that, that anyone can syndicate during the daytime and be successful, and, and he proved all the naysayers right. wrong. And if you look at where he stood, conservative justices, liberty, freedom, less government intrusion, intrusion less regulation, Less taxes, lower taxes, energy independence, secure borders, uh, choice in schools, the Second Amendment, free and fair trade, peace through strength. Sound familiar? Because that's your agenda. Yeah. That's what you did. He was right there. He understood it. He got it. And he's been that way for a long time. You know, he hasn't been somebody that's changed. He didn't go from being a liberal to being a conservative. I mean, he was there from the beginning and... Uh, he hasn't changed his views, hadn't changed very much. And his audience, as you know better than probably anybody, the loyalty of his audience was just incredible, it was staggering. Nobody had uh, seen anything like it. So he was just a very special guy, and he's going to be missed by uh, by you and by me and and by, as you said, 21 million people, and I guess a lot more than that even. Uh, he'll be missed by a lot of people. And, and millions... The most loyal audience generations. Uh, your own Kaylee McEnany, I mentioned earlier, tweeted that you know she was a Rush baby. Her dad would be listening in the car, and it and it shaped her viewpoint to conservatism. Uh, and he did that for so many of us and so many around the country. Um, I I want to thank you. Um, I appreciate you being on the program. I know I, I I read your statement the other day, and I know you said in the in the months ahead you have a lot you want to tell us and we won't do it tonight obviously but when that when that time comes we're looking forward to hearing what your future plans are and um what you are planning to do uh i have a funny feeling we're going to hear a lot more from donald trump are my instincts correct well there's a lot to talk about and uh our country is a great place and we're going to make it even greater, as the expression goes. But uh, we have a lot to talk about. But today's all about Rush, don't you think? And he, uh, I don't know, what he left behind. And uh, he'll never be forgotten. He's one of the people who will not be forgotten. Big impact. Great guy. Mr. President, we always appreciate you being with us. Thank you for your time tonight. That was the interview with um, Sean Hannity. Um, coming up is Newsmax with Greg Kelly. Um, we are privileged to have with us the former president of the United States, 
Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thanks so much for making the time. How are you? Well, thank you, Greg. I'm fine. I'm fine. But we lost a great one today. And uh, Brush was just a you know, unique character. But This, this uh, interview is a whole 20-minute interview. And a, and a great friend to all of us. So we lost a really great gentleman today. Well, he was very good to you. You were very good to him. It was uh, really nice that he had a friend, um, and you had a friend in him. Uh, that we all right. saw the Medal of Freedom moment. Uh, I, I understand that Rush was not as uh, surprised as he conveyed at that moment, was he? Well, he, had, he knew a little bit about it, and, and, you know, we had to because he was quite ill. It's amazing that he lasted this long. Only a strong person could have. And uh, he was actually at the hospital, and he came from the hospital, and the hospital was quite a distance away. And uh, frankly, in a, in a state where he had to get on airplanes, and, you know, he, so we, uh, we gave him a little bit of a clue, and uh, he, was, he was very excited. He was great. He was great. That was more emotion than anything else, if you look at it. That was the real deal emotion. Rush was, Rush was really something. It was very interesting to see the room, though, because half of the room, Republicans, went crazy, and the other half sat totally silent. But the one thing is everybody 100% respected Rush. Big time. You know, Mr. President, um, he was only 70 years old. And now when you see 70, that seems young. And uh, right. I'm wondering, you know, you're, you've got a few years on Rush. Uh, when, when a friend dies and he's only 70 years old, do you think about your own mortality for just a minute? Well, you do think about it. But I also have friends that are in their 80s and their 90s. You look at uh, Bernie Marcus, Home Depot. He's 93. He's 100%. I, it was incredible. I watched him the other night on television. He was 100%. So, you know, I think that uh, depending on life and genes and lots of other things, I guess it depends. But you now Rush was uh, Rush was young, relatively speaking. He was young and he was, you know, just got he just got a bad a bad deal with uh, what he, what he had was something that was not going to be beaten. It was not going to be beaten, and he understood that. But he wanted to get past the election, and he made it easily. And he thought we won the election. We did win the election, as far as I'm concerned. It was disgraceful what happened, totally disgraceful. But Rush wanted to get uh, by the election, and he did it. And uh, he was proud of that, but he thought the result was uh, a disgrace. You know, Mr. President, um, I'm wondering, a lot of people miss you. We knew that Rush was sick. Uh, so people have been talking about this and kicking it around. Might be too soon, but would you be interested in filling that spot? It's, uh, what, two, three hours on the radio every day, tens of millions of listeners. There's really nobody out there of his stature other than you who could probably command that audience. Is it something you've thought about? Well, you know, a lot of people are mentioning that, and uh, no, it's not anything I've thought about, but uh, he'd be a hard one to replace. You know, we talked... Uh, to a friend of yours, Sean Hannett, uh, he's irreplaceable. And I view that, too. I'd say he's irreplaceable. But, uh, but that is that is one of those little things that keeps popping up. But uh, you wouldn't want to follow Rush. You know, it's the old story. You get somebody like that, you don't want to follow him because some things just can't be done. He was, he was unique. Big time. And being an, alone in a room and talking for two, three hours, you talked about that. Yep. You know how to talk for a long time, but you do it in front of a lot of people. It's different. Uh, he was very, very well, talented. Well, what he did, Greg, what he did was so unique because he could get up 
and without scripts, without anything. Now, actually, the big secret, he, he did work hard. You know, I, I would ask him, when you go on, do you just go on and wing it? And he goes, no, I actually work very hard to, you know, to learn about the current current events, mostly, largely. But uh, he said, I'd, I'd work very hard for every show. And he did. He did. I always thought maybe he didn't, but he did. And... Uh, but he did something unique. You you understand. You're doing so well. Congratulations on your big ratings and your success. You have done a fantastic job. And uh, between your mother and your father, I'm not surprised they produced you because you are a winner. And they are winners, both of them. They're great people. He was a great commissioner. And your mother, I know your mother almost better. She'd have her big Christmas party at Trump Tower. It was so beautiful. And uh, she's an incredible woman, you know, the whole the whole family. Uh, but congratulations on your success. But, you know, Rush would do something that was very unique. He would be able to speak for two, as you say, two or three hours without phone calls, without, you know, because that's easy. The phone calls come in and, you know, whether they're hostile or not hostile or good or bad, you know, it's calls, right? Then you just talk for a little while and you do another call. He would talk for three hours and... He'd be very spellbinding. He had a massive audience, the biggest audience there was ever in terms of doing that. I mean, I don't think there's ever been anybody like that. And he could talk and just talk. And it was interesting. And he wouldn't repeat, you know, he'd talk about things. There'd be no repetition. And he was able to do it right up until the end. It was incredible. And he was really sick that last six months or so. He was very, very sick. So, you know, the show was so unique. Yeah, so entertaining, Mr. President. So entertaining. Yeah. It was funny. Kind of like you when you, yeah. you, know, you, you use all of your faculties when you're commanding an audience. Hey, let me ask you, I hate to go political on you, but uh, the mainstream media, a part of the left-wing media, giving Rush a really hard time calling him all kinds of names. It's really sad. I'm wondering if you actually caught Joe Biden on the CNN town hall last night. Well, I saw that he... Uh said that there was no vaccine when he came into office, and yet he got a shot before he came into office. And uh, it was already in uh, early November that we announced it, but we actually had it substantially before that. And uh, we were giving millions of shots and millions of doses, so he was either not telling the truth or he's mentally gone, one or the other. And uh, he's getting, actually, Joe Biden's being killed on that whole thing, because even the haters said, well, wait a minute, you know, this vaccine was announced long before. And I believe he got the shot sometime before January 20th, which was Inauguration Day, uh, long before January 20th. So he made the statement that we had, like, literally, quote, we had no vaccine when I came into office, meaning when he came into office. And... uh, he is getting lit up on that one because even the bad ones, even the ones that aren't exactly fans, are saying that was a bad statement. So uh, I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe let's give him the benefit of that. Could he be joking? Could he be what? Joking. Oh, because joking. frankly, because frankly, that was uh, a, a very dumb statement. Hey, very one thing statement. he. I don't know if you saw. He also seemed to be spinning. For the Chinese, uh, he went out of his way yeah. to say, look, they're going to handle the Uyghurs. They're going to handle the situation. That, that's their business, and they should be unified. It seemed like he was uh, working for the Chinese, maybe like Mitch McConnell well, a little bit. Your statement yeah, yesterday was family, a doozy. Yeah. Well, his family was involved with the Chinese, certainly, in a long time and a lot of money. The whole thing is so ridiculous. We had China exactly where we wanted them, and then we had an election where we got almost 75 million votes, and... 
Some say much more than that. But uh, we had an election where we set records. We set the record between the previous election. We had 12 million more votes. We didn't want to get 12. We wanted to get 3 million more. We said we can't lose. We got 12. And uh, bad things happened, but you've covered that and you know it. And really bad and dishonest things happen. And when they say stop the steal, they're not just kidding. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's like a third world country with the elections. So uh, we have to get that straightened out. And I think get to the bottom of what happened. I also think, you know, go forward. But we also have to go back because we have to get back. We have to go back. I watched him last night on television, and I think it's a disgrace, frankly, between the vaccine statement, which is just, you know, so bad and so ridiculous, where even his allies are saying they're all trying to, you know, they're trying to go back and have it redone. Yeah. But uh, I think it's just I think it's just disgraceful. Hey, Mr. President, it's disgraceful you know, what you... happened in the election. And Rush was a, I mean, Rush was just incensed by what happened with the tabulation. Let's call it be nice, tabulation, the counting of votes, lots of different things, but the counting of votes, the tabulation of that election, it was disgraceful in swing states. Well, without Rush Limbaugh on the scene, we could have a different political uh, dynamic. Tens of millions of listeners. You've got to be thinking about 2024. I saw you driving around Palm Beach, uh, West Palm. You still command huge crowds, parades. No other ex-president gets that. Are you thinking about running in 2024? You, is your mind there yet? Well, we had a thing the other day where we're driving along, and all of a sudden we hit I mean, there are literally thousands and thousands of people. I guess it was pretty well covered, although mainstream doesn't like covering it because, you know, it's too positive. But there were thousands of people waving the flag, the American flag, a Trump flag. It was an incredible scene. And they heard I was going to be going that way, that route. And it was an incredible scene. And it, it just it grew out of nothing. And there was thousands and thousands of people. Now, there's tremendous love and there's tremendous spirit in the country and the whole MAGA movement and, you know, call it MAGA, call it whatever you want, call it America first as opposed to America last. You know, the Democrats have it as America last because they're willing to give up everything to China. Uh, Iran was willing to do anything and now uh, they're going to drive a tough bargain and they were, they, we have them in such great position, such a shame if we don't get it done properly. And so many other things. I mean, there's so many other things that were so ready to go. And, uh, what happened with the voter tabulation, voter integrity was disgraceful, disgraceful. It's well, really people, a, it's a blight people miss you. You know, it's so weird that you're not on Twitter anymore. Every now and then I hear a vibration that you might be coming back. Are those talks on, underway? And, and, and actually, look, you've got to be thinking about running for president, right? I mean, are you thinking that, that uh, along those well, lines the, at all? The Twitter, we're looking at a lot of different things, but I really wanted to be somewhat quiet. It hasn't been that quiet, frankly, but I've wanted to be somewhat quiet. And uh, they wanted me very much in Pauli. You know, they had a phony report that the man who wasn't there didn't. I mean, just the opposite. They really wanted me in power. And, uh, you know, I had 89 million, but that was because they held it back. And then on top of that, I had 36 million or 39 million on POTUS. And we had other sites where we had millions and millions of people. So we have... I guess about as big as it gets, and likewise on uh, on Facebook, and they all want that. And part of the problem is mechanically they can't handle it because it's too many people. It's bigger than they are by many times, and they want to uh, 
and and I'll tell you, it's not the same. If you look at what's going on with, uh, if you look at what's going on with Twitter, I understand it's become very boring, and <laughs> millions of people are leaving. They're leaving it because it's not the same, and I can understand that. And uh, so we'll see what happens. We're we're negotiating with a number of people, and uh, there's also the other option of building your own site because we have more people than anybody. So it's I mean you can literally build your own site. But we were being really harassed on Twitter. Uh, they were putting up all sorts of flags, I guess they call them. They were flagging almost anything you said. Everything I was saying was being flagged. It's disgraceful. And yet you have other foreign countries saying the worst things possible, and they don't even talk about it. But it's so, become very bo boring. We don't want to go back to Twitter. We a couple quick things. Back. Yeah, no, I understand. Maybe building your own and platform. And we're getting the word out just by putting out statements. I mean, if I want to put something out, like we did with Rush today, we did a couple of I'm doing you, and uh, which is an honor. But uh, we get the word out. If we want to get the word out, it's pretty easy. There are a lot of ways to get the word out. No, you still command enormous attention. Uh, so I want to go back again. Look, it's a no-brainer. You're going to run for president in 2024, right? I mean, you got all the support. Why Why wouldn't you run? Well, we have tremendous support. I won't say yet, but we have tremendous support. And I'm looking at poll numbers that are through the roof. You saw what happened yesterday. We went up. We get. I'm, I'm the only guy gets impeached, and my numbers go up. <laughs> I may figure that one out. Let's say somebody gets impeached. Typically, your numbers would go down. They would go down like uh, like a dead balloon. But uh, the numbers are very good. They're very high. I think they're higher than they were before the election, and they were high at the election. And they like the job. Look, we did a great job. We we built rebuilt our military. Think of it. We lowered taxes, got rid of regulations. How about Space Force? Just Space Force alone would be a big achievement. First time in 74 years, a new branch of the U.S. military. So, you know, all of the things we've done, and the border, we built the wall. Mexico was all getting ready to pay for the wall. We were going to charge them at the border, small fee, and uh, Mexico would have paid for the wall. They were all set. They gave us 28,000 troops to police it before it got built, and now you see what's happening. And the president of Mexico is a great gentleman, by the way, but he put 28,000 troops on our border at my request, and we didn't pay for that. And he, uh, we kept, we kept the border beautiful and. Now you take a look at what's going on at the border. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to be pouring in. Mr. President, and, uh, uh, not even believable. You know, the situation in New York, I don't know if you've been following. Governor Cuomo seems to have lost all control. Everybody's finding out about the nursing home situation. You gave him the ship, which he didn't use, and you gave him the uh, facilities inside the jetter, which he didn't use. You've been following this. It looks like he's in serious trouble. I have. I'm a little surprised because usually the Democrats don't do it, but... A lot of people don't like him. I got along with him. You know, we actually got along sort of okay. But a lot of people don't seem like I'm, I mean, he's he's being hit hard, and he's being hit hard by his own people. It's those those are the people that are really hitting him, and uh, pretty amazing. The Republicans are soft. They only hit their own, like Mitch. <laughs> they hit their own. They don't hit. If he spent the same time hitting uh, Schumer and Biden. The Republicans would be much better off, that I can tell you. But no, I looked at it, and it's uh, it's a, it's surprising what's happened in New York. And, and we did. We gave them uh, the Javits Center. We gave them the ship, the great hospital ship. And it, essentially, they weren't used. Spent a lot of money, and they weren't been used. You could have had the patients go there. You could have had people. It would have saved a lot of lives. It's too bad. Yeah, hey, uh, totally, totally. Look, it's been, what, a month do you miss the job? Do you miss being president? You got to miss it. 
Well, I do, and we were all set to make a deal with Iran. We were all set. To, it would have been a great deal. Now it's, I see the deal they're talking about. It's a disaster. We were all set to, uh, we are pulling out of the Middle East almost entirely, which we've almost done anyway. And we were bringing a lot of soldiers, a lot of our great soldiers were coming home. We spend a fortune protecting other countries, and the other countries don't even respect it. They don't pay for it. We pay for it. Countries that have plenty of money, we pay for it. So, you know, all coming home, and everything was happening great. And then uh, we had uh, a disgusting, uh, frankly, a very dishonest election. And uh, it was stolen. It was a stolen, fixed, rigged election. And it's too bad. But uh, we'll see. You'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of, a lot of great things are happening. As far as uh, 24, too early to say, but I see a lot of great polls out there, that's for sure. But they're you know, not they... happy with when, when people see the people, hundreds of thousands of people, they're forming caravans. Don't forget, when these countries, and I got along great with the countries, I stopped payment to them. We gave them $500 million a year. I stopped payment. They wouldn't take their people back. I said, that's okay, don't take them back. I'm stopping payment. So we didn't give them the money, Greg. And then all of a sudden they said, we welcome the people back. But when they said, and now all of a sudden Biden agrees to it, I mean, he agrees to do that. It uh, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And when the countries send people up, because it's largely the countries that send them, they're not sending their stars. They're sending some rough people, some rough, rough people, people you don't want to talk about. And that's a lot of the people that are coming up are, you know, not the people you want. You know, Mr. President, you've been so good with your time. I got two more quick things. Long time ago, when you were thinking about running for president in 2012, I asked you on television if you might change your tone as president. And uh, you talked about how your tone was working very well for you. But you said at the time, you know, if I do become president, I might dial it back quite a bit. And if I don't, you may want to call me at the White House. When you look back, was there ever a time where, you know what, look, I understand you were fighting all sides. You had to do what you had to do. But when you look back, is there like... Maybe I could have eased up here, or uh, maybe I'll do it differently next time. So perhaps, but I'm not sure I could have gotten elected. You know, I was fighting a lot. I was fighting the fake news, because we get no news other than from you and a few outlets. You know, we get, we get a lot of fake news. You see what's happening last night with Biden saying about the vaccine, that uh, the vaccine, he, he didn't have, you know, with that, that essentially, I guess he's trying to take credit for the vaccine. And, uh, you know, he's been lit up on that. But, you know, you see what goes on with the news. It's it's uh, and it's gotten worse. I mean, it's worse today than I've ever seen it. It's worse today. And you look at the questions they're asked compared to the questions that I was asked. I don't care if they ask me tough questions, but let it be the same. At least it's uh, I watched part of that news conference last night and it's from a different world. It's from a totally different world. So if you're not going to be a little bit out there and a little bit strong, you're not going to get elected. Now, once you're there, or if you did it a second time, I could see that uh, a lot of people didn't give me a great chance. They said he's not experienced and he's never done this before and all those things, and then I won, and I won relatively easily. And, uh, you know, against some very talented Republicans and then ultimately against crooked Hillary. So, uh, you know, it's been, you know, the angriest person in this country right now, you know that is uh, Hillary Clinton. Because they said, uh, she said, why didn't they do that for me? Why didn't they create votes in Michigan? Why didn't they create votes in some of these states? And she lost by a pretty close margin, 10,000 votes in Michigan. She says, why, does, why didn't they create these votes for me? 
it would have been easy. And uh, because we did much better in the second election than we did in the first. The difference is uh, we so-called lost, but yeah. uh, most people, don't, many people, don't believe believe yeah. that at all. So, so I Mr. think you, I think you can't tone it down too much because if you did, but I think going forward, you know, now I've been president. We've had a tremendously successful presidency when you look at all of the things we've done record-setting things that we've done i think we could absolutely turn it down now mr president we got to wrap it up uh, real quick who is the better golfer you or um rush limbaugh because i've seen you guys in the golf well, course I, I, before i won't say i won't say but i will tell you this about rush he, i used to call him the bull because he was a strong you know in prime time he was a strong guy and when he hit it, it went very far. When the ball was hit properly, it went very far. I'd call him the bull. He was a strong guy, and he was a great guy, and he's going to be missed. And there was nobody like him. And even you as a professional would say that. I mean, there was just nobody like him. I was in awe of him. I saw him at his – I just – it was – I saw him speak live once, and I realized, you know what? I'll never, ever, ever be able to do anything like that. Truly in awe. And a lot of people are in awe of you, and I, uh, I, am, I am one of those people, uh, Mr. President. You've got amazing you. talent. And, You've been uh, so nice. No, it's You've been true. so nice, and I so appreciate it. And your audience is getting bigger and bigger, and you're doing things that are really pretty amazing and pretty hard to do. But uh, everybody appreciates what you're doing, what you're saying. Your point of view has become very important, and uh, I congratulate you on that. Amazing thank job. Thank you, Mr. President. Be well, and thank you. Thank you very much, Greg. You bet. And that was um, the Newsmax interview with Donald Trump and also Sean Hannity um, was last night. Um, yeah, it was great. He, you heard what he said about um, 2024. He basically said that He's not saying anything yet. He's not disclosing yet anything. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki. Here we go. Uh, to Rush Limbaugh's sickness and illness at the time and certain... Thanks, Jen. I have a couple different questions. First of all, is the president going to release a statement or say something about Rush Limbaugh? I know, obviously, the news just came out in about the last hour before I had come out. Um, I can say, uh, I'm not sure if we'll release a statement from the president. He has spoken to, in the past, uh, to uh, to Rush Limbaugh's sickness and illness at the time. And certainly, um, you know, he his condolences go out to the family and the friends uh, of Rush Limbaugh, who have, of course, have lost uh, him today. Uh, but I, I don't know that I anticipate a statement from the president, but I can certainly pass on his uh, condolences and expression of support for the family. And on a different topic, is the administration going to get involved in the case of Princess Latifah, the daughter of the Dubai ruler who has... So, Jen Psaki is basically saying we don't care about Rush. How rude is that? How rude. YouTube takes down the... that, um... Interview that we just played earlier with Greg Kelly, YouTube took it down. 
They censored it. They think that Rush Limbaugh is a horrible person. Now, the Democrats um, are claiming that he's a horrible person. I posted yesterday on my... Um, On my Facebook about Rush, I said that he's an amazing person. May he rest, may God bless him and God bless his memory. And then um, a uh, Democrat comes along and says he's the worst person. Um, he's not a he's not an amazing person. He's it was a whole thing. He said, this person said that he said lies. Now the Democrats want to say that. They just want to cancel out conservatism. They want to get rid of the Republican Party. All together. It's really sad. I just want to thank everybody for tuning into uh, this podcast. It's been great with uh, hearing Rush. All these years that I listened to Rush, it's great. And I remember, I I remember listening in the car. Um, I'm not saying this as, um, as a copycat of Keely McEnany. I'm actually 20 years old, and Keely McEnany is 34. So we're a bit young. We're both young. And I was, I was, I used to go in my car. Um, and my mom and my dad would, would turn on Rush. I remember hearing Rush when I was a little kid. And we would hear this song. I remember hearing this song. And then I would say, ah, it's Rush. We're gonna miss this boy. This man. Surely to be missed. Now who's going to replace him? No one is going to replace him as the president said. Sadly. But I know every single person out there is he continue his legacy that he did. He surely said 
that I am here to change America and hear my views. So the one thing about Rush is he was very entertaining. He wasn't there to say his political affiliations. He wasn't there to say his political views. He wasn't there to say that. He wanted to hear he wanted America to be happy. That's what I have to say. And America was very happy with him. Before we end the show, my dearest condolences to the Limba family and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, whatever, the entire family, my dear condolences to their family. Um, may God bless him, may God bless his memory, and it will be surely missed. Um on conservative radio and also radio broadcasting by many people including me so signing off on a uh, a little sad note with um, Rush God bless everybody. Thank you, Rush, for your uh, your greatest time on the radio. And yes, yes, we'll be um having a uh, we'll have a uh, separate podcast for our normal normal podcasts. So. Because I feel like that's not appropriate to actually speak about news on this podcast about um, just speaking about Rush. I'd rather keep it um, non-political about and just stick to speaking about Rush. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be uh, having a separate podcast. And thank you for tuning in. God willing, we'll have... Um, better news very soon.